all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, taking over, taking over. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer, I'm a doer. This word has given me life and life more abundantly. Amen. Everyone standing, Matthew 6 and 25, please, Matthew 6, 25. I started teaching you last week, daily living, and we're going to do part two of that uh, to understand how to live and walk and those things that God has ordained for our lives. Amen. <coughs> Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. L- look at somebody say, the word says, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about it. What? What you going to eat, what you going to drink, about your body, what you going to put on, is life not more than those things? Go to Proverbs 1 and 7. Now, remember I taught you last week that life consists of what two things? Habits and relationships. There we go. Come on now. Y'all keep on. We're going to do Sunday school. I'm telling you. Relationships and habits are what comprise our lives. Go to Proverbs 1 and 7. Watch this. The fear or reverence of the Lord is the very beginning of knowledge. I was reading a joke. Somebody emailed me a long time ago, and they were saying, you know, since Christians have all these holidays, we need to have a holiday for atheists. And he said, uh, he's, I forget how the joke goes, so I'm going to mess it up. But basically he was saying, uh, you're a fool, and we already got April Fool's Day. Uh, because you don't know anything until you first learn to reverence God. I don't care how many degrees, you can have more degrees than the thermometer, and you are dumb if you don't know the Lord. Why? Because what does the Bible say? The fear of the Lord, and that doesn't mean fear like I'm scared of him. I don't want him to get me. No, it just means I reverence him. I honor him. That's the beginning of knowledge. Watch this. But a fool despises wisdom and instruction. One more. Go to Proverbs 4-7. Proverbs 4-7. We're talking about daily living. How do we live this daily life? Everybody wants the next level, but how do we enjoy the level we're at? 
Proverbs 4, 7, <coughs> wisdom is the principal thing. means it's the prince among things. It's the most important of things. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. Now, underline wisdom. Or highlight it or circle it or whatever you do. Now, here's, here's a simple definition for wisdom. Wisdom means shortcut. Now, watch it. He says, he says watch this. So, so let's replace that. Shortcuts is the principal thing. Now, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about messing the system and all that. I'm talking about learning and gaining from somebody that's already done what it is you're doing. Watch this. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. Get a shortcut. And in all you're getting, get what? Understanding. So it's not enough just to hear stuff, but you've got to understand what it is that you're hearing. Otherwise, you'll just hear a bunch of good stuff and you just say, that's good. But you'll never be able to apply it unless you get wisdom. The what? The shortcut. Now, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, tonight we're going to learn how to live everyday life. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now that we might walk out what you've ordained. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. High five, somebody say daily living, 101. Daily living, 101. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I, I want to talk to us tonight. I want to get this. I want to get us through this thing tonight. Uh, daily life is comprised of what two things? Come on, don't, let's get it this time. Relationships and habits. Now, and I gave you this example last week that you can wake up in the morning and you'll begin to follow a routine. That's a what? Habit. And then if you're married, that's a what? Relationship. Got it? Then if you go to work, you probably follow the same route you normally drive, which is a habit. And then you're going to see somebody at your job. That's called a relationship. Got it. Everything in life is habits and relationships. So in understanding this, watch this. I told you this last week. You do not measure. Bible says Joseph was one of the most prosperous men, yet he owned nothing. He didn't have, he didn't own a house, he didn't own a car, he, he, he didn't have the deed to anything, yet the Bible calls him very prosperous. Why? Because Joseph understood that his life got value when he brought value to other people. So I'm never going to be fulfilled as long as I'm trying to be fulfilled. As long as I'm trying to find myself, I'm never going to find myself. Because the book said, he who loses his life for my sake, that's when he finds it. So what is he really saying? He's saying, when your life takes on a meaning greater than getting up in the morning, going to work, eating them dinner, going to bed. Trying to, I'm trying to find myself. I'm, I, you know, I'm just trying to find who I'm trying to find. But you ain't, well, let me, let me help you. You ain't going to find because you got to understand what it is, the reason that God put you here. Say my assignment. Now, watch this. Only immature people measure their prosperity by things. You are immature if you measure your prosperity by, I have this and I have that, so I'm, I'm prospered. Because please understand, God has a way of saying, oh, you think you got all that going? Come on, somebody. See, I don't know, but see, if I get wisdom, the shortcut, he ain't got to take me through the long route. Got it? Now, 
Say, I am mature. Now, watch this. Mature people value their lives and measure their prosperity by the value they bring to other people. Okay, go to First Chronicles 21. First Chronicles 21. I told you I want to talk, and, I'm gonna, and I'm, now I'm going to preach. Here we go. First Chronicles 21. I'm done talking. Here we go. <laughs> First Chronicles 21. First Chronicles 21. And I want you to go <coughs> to verse number 1. Watch this. No, that ain't where I want to go. Oh, I'm in Second Chronicles. Y'all supposed to be in the spirit. <laughs> First Chronicles 20 and 21. Here we go. Now, say, I am mature. Watch this. 21 and 1. Watch this. Now, Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to count or take a census of or number Israel. The Bible says it was the devil that made David count what he had. No, 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 you, you're missing. It was the enemy that said, go measure your worth by what's in your bank account. It was the enemy that said, go measure your worth by what, what you got sitting in the driveway. Y'all ain't here. It was the enemy that said, go measure, go measure your life by something. The Bible says Satan stood up against Israel. It, it was Satan that provoked him to do that because please understand this. Please understand as long as we are in pursuit of stuff, we will never enjoy our current daily life. I was talking to somebody before service. Here's the deal. Say you're trying to get to a million dollars, but you're so busy trying to get to that million dollars, you forgot you already had 800,000. And so now you're, wasting, you're spending all your time trying to get 200,000, not enjoying the 800,000 you got. Listen, what are you trying to say? We spend our lives and so much of our time trying to apprehend all of these different things that we're not enjoying what we currently have. If you got two suits and four shirts, you better learn how to work them two suits and them four shirts and enjoy the ride. You're not hearing what I'm saying. We say love God, love people, love life. That's what it means to love life. I enjoy where I'm currently at. It doesn't mean I'm settling. It doesn't mean I'm completely satisfied. But it does mean I'm content. Because only the devil would stand up against me to make me count what I have to try to give me a worth. God wouldn't do that. Are you here? I said. I've taught you this before. Things are gained. Houses, cars, money, whatever. Things are gained when you take new territory in life. Watch this. If you want things, then you have to learn to conquer. Watch this. Watch this. I, I, I taught you a long time ago about, uh, I think it was the power of a minute. I talked to you about, uh, I think, Holly Berry and Bill Gates and uh, uh, somebody else. Oprah and Will Smith. There you go. Y'all got it. Good class. I said, no, Will Smith. <laughs> Their minutes have a price tag attached to them because they have conquered and gained new territory in life. Please understand. If Will Smith was still, you know, doing, you know, high school and college plays, he wouldn't have the things that he does for the level that he's currently conquered. He's conquered the box office. 
So because he's conquered that, he gets what? More things because he's conquered that territory. Don't leave it up to God to give you things. Here's what a lot of Christians do, and they try to say it to be religious, and they think this is some kind of humility, and the Bible calls it false humility, which is really pride. Here's what they say. Whatever God wants me to have, that's what I'll have. Problem is, please, somebody show me where the text says that. If, if Will Smith didn't want to conquer the box office, he could, he could do college plays. Are you getting it? If, if, if Oprah did, didn't want to be national on television, and I'm not endorsing any of these people. I'm using these people as examples. If she didn't want to be on national television, she could have just stayed in Chicago. But when she conquered a new level, she was able to get access to spoils from that level. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Go to Proverbs 13, 4. Because we got to understand this, this whole thing about how this works. Most folk work to pay bills, and that's not living. I, I'm just helping you. That, 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 that ain't living. Proverbs 4, and go to 23. 23 is where I'll take you. Watch this. Oh, what? No, no, no. 13 and 4. The devil got in my notes. What's this? <laughs> Well, watch this. I'm being facetious. You understand? He can't do that. <laughs> Proverbs 13, 4. Now watch this. Because here's what happens for a lot of Christians. They get spiritually, they get lazy, and they call it spirituality. And they won't work hard, and they won't put in hard work, and they won't sacrifice. They won't have blood. They won't have sweat. They won't have tears. And well, I guess God didn't want it for me. Well, let's see what the book says. Let's read the book. The book says, verse 4. The soul of a lazy man desires, but he has nothing. It didn't say because he wasn't blessed. It just said because he's lazy. Ain't going to be no amens, no runners tonight, okay? But the soul of a diligent man, he works hard. He's not sitting back waiting on God to do something. He's out there saying, God, let's make something happen. He's participating in his prosperity. He's participating in God's plan. You, God's plan is not just going to happen to you. You have to participate in it. Please understand, if you go down to Six Flags and you walk in the theme park, please understand, you're not going to just by virtue of osmosis or just by virtue of the blessing get on the mind eraser roller coaster. I'm just trusting God's going to get me there. No, you walk through the park, you fight through the folk, you got to go in that little tunnel, you go all through that, and you walk over there, and then you stand in the line for 20 minutes for a ride that's a minute and a half. Listen, what you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, is that when it comes to things, our diligence works hand in hand with our faith. What the blessing does is the blessing brings empowerment, but you got to be doing something for it to empower. Are you getting this? All right, all right, watch this, watch this. Now, say relationships. So understand, your life is not defined by 
your bank account. It's not defined by your car. It's not defined by that. It's defined by what value are you bringing to other people. Joseph was prosperous because everywhere he went, he brought value. He brought value to Pharaoh. He brought value to Potiphar. He brought value to, to, the, to the two prisoners that were in there. He brought value to these people. He brought value to the brothers that hated him. Had he not been in position, they would have died. All right, watch this. Now, here's the part of life that can be difficult sometimes if you don't know what to do. Because remember, wisdom is the principal thing, most important thing. So getting a shortcut. You can take 50 years to learn how to be married, or you can listen to the word and, and take a shortcut and take 50 days. Do you understand wisdom? Now, watch this. Because the problem is, is this is one of the most difficult areas is dealing with people. However, everything in life requires you to deal with people. Are you getting this? I mean, dealing with people sometimes can be just, I mean, you know, come on now, just be, now come on, just touch your David and say, just say, come on. It'd be tough sometimes. Yet, Everything in life requires us to know how to do that. So here's what a lot of saints do. They over-spiritualize their inability to produce good relationships. And they say, well, I'm anointed, and so, you know, and so that's why, you know, and, you know, and, I, and, that's, and people just don't understand me. Everybody? I understand 10 or 15 folk, but everybody you meet Even Joseph was hated, but even Pharaoh understood him. If everybody sees the same thing in you, maybe it's not everybody that's got to fix the problem. That's just a maybe. That's not anything definite. So we got to learn how to manage relationships. You ready for this? I'm so excited about this because, because when you learn how to manage relationships, you will save a lot of time and energy. You can actually create a system for having relationships. Save yourself time, energy, and money. Watch it. Go to Proverbs 4.23. All right. Say managing relationships. Relationships are only relationships if there's something you can relate to and about. A relationship, please understand, is about reciprocity. If a relationship is one-sided and someone's always making withdrawals, at some point the person that keeps making deposits is going to get tired. Do you understand? I says, now, Proverbs 4.23. Life consists of what two things? Proverbs 4.23, here it is. Keep your heart, which is your what? Mine. With all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of your life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. So y'all be wondering where I got that from. It's scriptural. And your eyes uh, look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet 
and let your ways be established. He say, consider the people you enter relationships with. Ponder it. Does somebody say ponder it? Watch this. Always in relationships, make sure people understand the rules of engagement. I'm talking friendships, dating, mama nim, whoever. I'm talking every relationship, every relationship in your life. Make sure they understand the rules of engagement. Bishop, what do you mean the rules of engagement? They need to understand what the whole purpose of it is. Then he just say, well, 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 you know, well, you know, let me deal with single folk. You know, well, you know, I like so and so and so and so. All right. Well, they need to understand the rules of engagement mean after 10, ain't nothing to talk about. Not without a group of folk around. That ain't nothing to talk about. Why? Beca- why? Why? Because I'm pondering my path of my feet. I ain't just walking, just saying, Lord, just take me where you want me to go. You'll be on the mind eraser. Make sure they have a good understanding of the rules. and Make sure people understand when you're communicating with them, you understand what they mean and they understand what you mean. See, because here's one of the things. Let me deal for single folk. You know, I just want a man that loves the Lord. What does that mean? I want a godly woman. What does that mean? You don't know what that means. You're just saying it sounds spiritual. You don't know what you really want out of that. Does that mean they go to church once a month, once a week, twice a week? Do they have to pray? Do they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh, Do do you want them to actually understand the Bible? Maybe they're a Sadducee. Maybe they're self-righteous. Maybe they're a Pharisee. Maybe they're a separatist. You need to understand what that means. When the scripture says don't be unequally yoked, it just does not mean with unbelievers. It means don't be, un- what is a yoke? A burden around the neck. Make sure that person has the same yoke as you. Because if they have no yoke to go anywhere in life, you're unequally yoked if you have a yoke to go somewhere. And y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You need to make sure you understand what they mean and you understand what they mean. They understand what you mean. That's a relationship. If you do all of the talking with your friends, that is not a relationship. That is a dictatorship. Well, you dictate and they listen. Watch this. Say managing relationships. Always make sure that you have clear expectations in a relationship, especially married folk. Married folk be getting mad about stuff, and, and you talk to the other person, they had no clue what they were talking about. Well, I'd say it's such and such, such and such, and then you talk to the other one, well, I thought he meant such and such, such. See, here's the deal with relationships. Relationships re- require what? Good communication. Most people don't like communicating because it's like Adam. They like being like Adam. What did Adam do? He refused to communicate with his wife. He let another person in the garden talk to his wife because he wouldn't say nothing to her. And so since he wouldn't talk, somebody else spoke. And then he jumped in at the end of the conversation. And then got mad at her because he wouldn't communicate. So what, are you, what shall we do if Bishop, you shall get us the communication series out the resource center? 
The root of every problem in life is communication. In your body, it's called disease. You got a communication problem in your body, it's called a disease. It's called a sickness. You got a communication problem in your marriage, it's called Judge Maybelline. <laughs> got a communication problem with your kids, it's called Freddie, Jason, Mikey. Communication. Somebody say communication. Set clear expectations. Listen. A, B, C, D, E. And make sure they understand what your A, B, C, D, E means. Why? Because in different places, people, people speak different languages. This is what you're trying to say. I'm tr I was giving this analogy to somebody. A lot of times when we have communication problems is people are communicating. They're just not communicating on the same frequency. Somebody on AM, somebody on FM. And they say, I'm communicating, Bishop. I am talking, I am talking, I am talking, but you're talking too much. Amen. I'm communicating, Bishop, about, you know, I, you know, we talk. You said 18 words the whole night. You ain't talking enough. So if one party in a relationship is on AM and the other party is on FM, what are you going to have? Nobody's hearing anybody because you're on different frequencies. So then what happens? What happens in a relationship? Then you get frustrated because you sitting up here on 1049, whatever, FM, and they on 670 AM. And in between 670 and, and 104 FM, what happens is you got this expectation, but they're only able to produce down here. So what's this called in between? Frustration. And one of the things you sometimes have to learn how to do in relationships, and y'all learn anything? You have to learn how to do in relationships, and sometimes you got to say, I may be up here on such and such FM, but I, I may have to come down a little bit to where they're able to communicate. Because if I'm on FM, by, by virtue of deductive logic, I should be able to, 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 to talk on AM too. I got a stronger signal. Say relationships. Now, watch this. Four kind of people that will come into your life, people that will subtract from you. Th th these are people that their entire mode of operation in your life is to subtract from you. They never have anything good to say to you. And I've talked about this. These are the people that, you know, you get dressed to go to church, whatever. You get dressed to go, you know, see the sins of the fathers play, you know, whatever. You're getting dressed. Because you're seeing holy shows, you understand? You're getting dressed, and, and, and they're the person that walks up, and you're like, I am sharp. And they're the person that points out that one thing. And you're thinking, oh, all right, I'm doing it. You know, I am doing it. I am blessed. I'm anointed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And they're like, you know that black ain't the same black as your shoes. <laughs> Now, you were feeling real good, real anointed, and they popped that bubble. <laughs> Gotta watch out for people that subtract from you because the thing about subtraction is it can sometimes look a lot like addition. Only one difference. Gotta be careful about folk like that. You, 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 you gotta watch who you're walking with, you gotta ponder your steps. 
when you're going to hang out with somebody, you need to say, what, what, is, what is the result of this? What are we really getting ready to do? Because if we're just getting ready to sit around and talk about nothing and shoot the breeze, we can really do that over the phone. Matter of fact, let's save some minutes. You can do it online for free. Manage your internet calls, you know what I'm saying? I'm serious. What, 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 are we, what are we going to accomplish out of this? Man, folk, you need to even ask that self in relationships. Well, what are we going to accomplish? You hollering, I'm hollering. Nothing, what, neither one of us is listening. What are we really getting accomplished? Except you getting your holler out, I'm getting my holler out, and we should have got credit for it and praised. You hollering and don't even get no credit for it. Now you stressed out the next day, and so you don't eat, and then you didn't even get credit for that. It could have been a fast. You get zero credit. <laughs> and don't be trying to make it up. You realize you ain't ate all day and say, well, Lord, I guess I just been fast. No, no, you don't, you don't get to go retroactively. You know you tried to do it, too. Just to, you know, you know, you know it. Then there are people that divide you. These are the people that say things to you that mess you up in such a way that you don't even know if you heard what you thought you heard from God. They divide you. They'll sow seeds into you. That'll make you question, did God really tell me such and such, such and such? Did God really want me to do that? <laughs> I wonder if I really want. They'll divide you. Watch this. Say, say, don't let nobody do that. People that add to you. People that are building you. People that are saying faith-building things to you. See, here's the only kind of people I allow around me. If you got a negative report, I'm really not interested in talking with you. And if you want to give a CNN news report about all this, I really, don't, I re I really got way too much to do than to sit and listen to your CNN news report about how something can't be done. <laughs> Jonathan, he said, he said, David, whatever's in your heart, let's do it. People that, 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 that are subtracting and dividing from you, you got to watch out for folk like that because what they will do is they will steal your passion for life. They'll steal your passion for joy. You getting this? The devil don't walk up and say, hello, I'm the devil, and I'm getting ready to take your joy. Would you like to give it today, or would you like to pay it over six monthly installments? <laughs> Here's what happens. Here's what happens. When you allow folk to come in your life, a relationship is like paying an easy installment. And either you're paying towards something good, or you're paying towards a mess. But each relationship, you're paying something out. That's why you should have folk around you that can build you up and that can encourage you and that can speak into you. And if they can't do it, it doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad person. It just means they're not a person that adds or multiplies you. You getting this? 
Then there are people that <coughs> that multiply you. These are people that, that every time you get around them, you know, it'll turn, you know, you went to talk for 15 minutes and it turned into a two-hour conversation and it wasn't negative, it was good. It was building your faith. And they were encouraging and saying, you know what, I got I know so-and-so that can help you with this and that can help you with it. And they're building your vision and they're building your and every time you get around them, your faith starts jumping and you start saying, Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do it. Maybe you can take the land. The question in your homework is you need to write down all the folk you got a relationship with and figure out which one they are. Because they're doing one of the four. And, and let me say this to you. And the ones that you know are subtracting and dividing you that you refuse to, you refuse to say, you know what, we can't walk together. The ones that you allow to stay in your life, do not be mad at them when you look in a few months and they've done exactly what they were there to do. That, that, that's, like, that's like somebody coming to rob you and you saying, but you know what? I'm going to pray for them. Father, I just believe you're going to turn his heart. And he's going to stop robbing from me. But in the meantime, I, listen, I can pray for him, but right now I need to kick him out the house and call the folks. Now, I'm going to pray that maybe at some point you can be an uh, someone that adds or multiplies, but if you're not currently that, that means right now we can't walk together. I say right now. Watch well, this. Now you said, Bishop, how do I discern people? Y'all learning tonight? Go to Proverbs six. L let's see how we discern people. And then we're gonna ride. Here we go. Proverbs six. Go to verse twelve. You want to find a worthless person? See how the Bible says how to do it. Six and twelve. A worthless person. <laughs> so so now now <laughs> a wicked man walks with a perverse mouth. Watch it. Look at what they do. Now we understand in here there's there's neither female nor male. When it says man, it just means a man or a woman, boy or girl. They wink with their eyes. What does that mean? It means that they know how to do all the right things at the right time. They got charisma. Hey, baby. <laughs> they shuffle their feet. What does that mean? It, it literally means they give signals. It literally means they give you red flags all the time. All the time they're giving you red flags. But but sometimes you're choosing not to see the flags. But they shuffling the whole time. Why are they winking, they shuffling. Well, what is the idiom of winking the eyes? It means deceit. There used to be a song. They smile in your face. Watch it. They point with their fingers. They're always telling you what everybody else is doing. They're always judging other folks. Because they were sitting into the high holy hill of the Lord. Sinned have they not. When you confront them about something they did, it's never their fault. Always somebody. Are y'all learning? Because I'm just talking tonight. Perversity is in their heart. We're going to look at what perverse means in a little bit. It, it actually comes with the word pervert. Watch it. 
They devise evil continually. Now, what does evil mean? Contrary to. They're always trying to go contrary to the right thing. Always. Always. Always trying to go. If, if the rules say ABC, they are always trying to Z, D, T, Y, O, L, B, minus X to the, you know, squared. Watch it. Watch it. They sow discord. If there's mess, they're always in it. Oh, at family reunions, you already know who started the mess. You don't even have to ask questions. Oh, that was Aunt, Aunt June. You already know who it was. I already know who did it. See, this why I don't even be, this why I don't be coming. Therefore, their calamity shall come suddenly. Shouldn't, when you see people hit sudden stuff in their life that comes out of nowhere, maybe it ain't they like Job. Maybe they like verse 12, worthless and wicked. Suddenly they shall be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue. Let me go back to 17. A proud look, haughty look. They see themselves as superior to everybody else. Now, they probably never tell everybody that, but they think that. And they look at everybody else. Oh, this is really good. The man of God is speaking to them. That's very good. They need this word. They need it. They really do. That's very good, Bishop. Very good. Amen. Amen. Did you hear him? Amen. <laughs> they don't see themselves as qualifying for anybody to correct because their look is so high. Their nose is so high. Their head is so high. And sometimes God has to pop that bubble. And he'll say, okay, now the word's for you. A lying term, hands that shed innocent blood. Folks that start stuff and ruin people's reputation. That's what it means to shed innocent blood. They start stuff, don't know what they're talking about, but they know enough to be dangerous. Now remember, the scripture said, look straight ahead. <laughs> but I want to work that just for about 30 seconds. Uh, I, I was watching this movie the other day. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Guilt or, or doubt. <laughs> See in the spirit. <laughs> and, 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 and I, to this moment, I, I, just because I didn't take the time, you know, I was kind of half asleep when I was watching it. You know, you'd be trying to, uh, uh, you know, waking up every five minutes trying to keep the storyline. But, but, but I, I heard one part of it. He said, you know, he got up to give his, give his you know, message or you know, what have you. And he said, uh, essentially the story went that that a lady came to confession and she said, uh, she said, I, I need to repent, you know, uh, I've been gossiping. He said, you know, all right, and basically he says, but here's what you gotta do. Tomorrow I want you to take a knife and stick it in a pillow and open the pillow and, and, and you know, drop it off of a, of a high place. And he said, now here's the deal. He said, now then after that, I need you to gather all those feathers back up and put them in the pillow. Now, I'm paraphrasing, you understand? And, and she came back next day, and she, and she said, I did that 
And all the feathers fell out just like you said they would, but I couldn't gather them all back up. He said, that's gossip. When you run your mouth about something you don't need to be running your mouth about, you spread feathers and you, don't, you can't go gather back up. You, see, you may be able to call two people to fix it, but you don't know who them two people call. Watch this. Watch this. <clears throat> A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who, watch this, sows discord among who? The brethren. He's saying amongst the saints. Watch this. Go, go to, uh, go to, uh, go to uh, Proverbs 10, 26. Just flip over a little bit. Because we're going to look at it. Am I helping anybody? Good, I got a few minutes. Here we go. Proverbs 10, 26. Now, first thing we looked at was how to discern a worthless person. So if a person has no worth, they probably couldn't do what? Add any worth to you. Got it? Watch this. Now, Proverbs 10.26. I'm showing you in the scripture how to discern folk. 10.26. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who sends him. Those who send him. Well, watch this. When you're looking at someone that's got a relationship with you, if they're lazy with their stuff, don't expect them to be diligent with your stuff. Bishop, what does that mean? If, if they don't take care of their own kids, I know they're your good friend, but what in the world would make you think that when you're out of town, they're going to take care of your kids? We're talking about daily living. This is everyday stuff. You understand what I'm saying? He says, he says, as vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to the one that sends him. Watch out for lazy folk. Folk that are sitting around waiting on something to happen. You remember Abraham, his father's name was Terah, wild goat, loiterer. He, he, he's waiting on something to happen. But while they waiting, they ain't doing nothing. Watch out for your friends, the folk you call your friends that, that ain't doing nothing. Watch out for them. Watch out for them. Because you may think it's harmless, but you don't see what's happening in the spirit. Can you see your words when, when you speak them? S speak. Just say speak. Did you see that? No. But the Bible says that right there is a spirit. I didn't see it, but it's there. Are you getting this? So is it with relationships in your life. You may not see them doing anything harmful to you, but it's there. Yeah. All right, okay, yeah, I ain't gonna get nobody. Okay, all right, go to Proverbs twenty six sixteen. Proverbs twenty six sixteen. Proverbs twenty six sixteen. We're talking about how do you discern people? 
How can I tell if they're multiplying, adding, subtracting, dividing? How, how can I tell? How can I tell? Proverbs 26, 16. Here we go. We're dealing with this lazy thing again. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes. Be weary of the friends that know everything without researching anything. You met somebody, and they got the answer to everything. I mean, they know how to fry pork. They know how to, you know, how to deep fry chickens. They know how to build a house. They know how to, they know how to, you know, put a, build a car. They know how to do all that. They don't do it, and they ain't research nothing. What they'll do is they'll come up with conjecture, and they'll make that conjecture seem like truth to you. You'll act on their conjecture, and it not work, and you wonder why it didn't work, because they were only wise in their own eyes. Watch out for folk that have no fruit, yet they have answers. Have no fruit. They're on marriage 18, yet they've got all the answers for how you need to be running your marriage. They're kids. God's working on them. But yet they got all the instruction on for you to raise yours. Their finances got the blessings flowing, the blessings working. It just ain't on 100% yet. <laughs> and they're giving you all the instruction on how to deal with your finances. Be weary of people with answers and no fruit. Can I take it another further? Even people on your job. I told you I just want to talk tonight. Even people on your job. Be weary of letting your whole place of employment know your, all your business. Then they're going to try to give you the answers, and you know, they don't, you're taking answers from folk that don't even know God. They ain't even saved, and yet you're getting advice from them. And you'll sit and say, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. It can't make sense, because what did the text say? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. All right, now uh, go go back to Proverbs six. Let's look at this. Am I helping anybody? All right, good. I got just a few minutes here. Here we go. Proverbs six. Now I don't want you to get the 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 uh, the inference here that you that you just to be negative about relationships with people. The problem is for most Christians is we is 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 we've not been given the proper tools we need to properly discern things before they get too far. And if we don't get things right, remember, if you don't fix it up front, it'll become a monster later on. And you shouldn't follow a monster. You should look at it. Watch this. Proverbs 6, verse 12. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks in a or with a perverse mouth. Now, let's look at, I looked at that word perverse. Listen. Willfully determined or disposed to go counter to what is expected or desired. They're willfully determined or disposed to go counter to what is expected or desired. And you call it, they're spontaneous. No, they're perverse. You, you, know, you know what? You know, you, you, you <laughs> Not single women sometimes, you know, they, 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 you know, I want a man of God, I want all this. And, and then God shows and gives you one. And then you complain about the fact that you got to submit to it. 
This ain't all. I'm just maybe just following. Touch somebody say following. But then some thuggish, ruggish bone shows up. You ask him to see his family, you know, he put, you know, his kids dropped to the floor. You open the wallet, do, 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 Them the ones he can count. And as opposed to saying, let me ponder where my feet are going. Not, not none of the ladies in here, but ladies y'all know other places. You'll say this, but God can change him. Wouldn't submit to what you asked for. This ain't, I'm just, I'm just talking. You ain't got to like it. It's true. But, you know, busy bone will show up. And you falling head over heels, not realizing he's a pervert. He's perverse. Refuses to get a job and has a good reason behind his refusal to get a job. Spiritualize it. But the book said, if you don't work, you don't eat. So I don't understand that. But that's perverse. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Get this tape for all your friends, because I know y'all and y'all spiritual, but your friends need this. Second definition, characterized by uh, or proceeding from such a determination or disposition. What, what does that mean, Bishop? They're wayward. They're cantankerous. They're full of cancer. They're, Bishop, what does that mean? Break that down for me every day. They're full of generational curses. It's quiet in here. Let me help single folks too, because I just, this is for somebody that's single. Uh, don't hire, or hire. <laughs> don't marry. <laughs> I wasn't doing that on purpose. <laughs> Don't hi <laughs> There it is again. There it is again. That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you do understand marriage is more than just love. You understand it's also business. Next relationship conference, I'll teach you that. All right, watch this. Don't marry somebody that's got a big people body but a little person mind. They got a grown body, but the mind of a seven-year-old. Because if you marry a man who's not grown, you'll have to raise him. And if you marry a woman that's not grown, you'll have to, and you wonder why you're cleaning up after them all the time. They weren't grown when you married them. Perverse. 
persistent or obstinate in what is wrong. Watch this. They turn away and reject what is right, good, and proper. Stubborn. Somebody that's stubborn in their ways is, is somebody that you ain't ready to walk with. Headstrong. We always butt heads. Well, that's the problem. It ain't supposed to be but one head. So if somebody's butting heads, that means somebody's out of order. Anything with two heads is a monster. You don't follow monsters. You look at monsters. And you say, hmm. Well, he's real strong and I'm real strong. We butt heads. Well, well listen, that, that, ain't, that ain't the book. Tell somebody say that ain't the book. I, I, I should have waited to do this until. <laughs> Here's what it means. They're, they're evil is what the definition says, and they're sinful. Any person that doesn't love God enough to not be working on their life is never going to be able to love you enough. Any person that does not love God enough to be, listen, it ain't about being perfect, but are they being consistent? Are they trying to, to are they trying to do better? I mean, are, are they even making an effort or an attempt? Because if they're not, if they don't love God enough to do that, there's impossible. I'm not talking about just relationships, America. I'm talking about friendships. If they won't love God enough to change, I promise you, when you need them to change, they won't love you enough. Say managing relationships. Now, now watch this. Uh, relationships and habits. I got four minutes. Y'all going to go with me? Here we go. When we talk about habits, and I'm just giving you a little teaser tonight with relationships. We go, I'm spending the entire next month of May dealing with relationships. The entire month. Tell them I said the whole month. We're going to deal with everything from singles, married folk, mama and them, family relationships, mother and daughter, father and son. Kid. We're dealing with all the relationships, and it's going to be real, and it's going to be raw, because I, I continue to see this over and over again, that that's where people are having a lot of issues. Since we don't live in the world, we don't worry about the economy. I ain't, ain't nobody got problems with that, but these relationship things, that's what we're we going to spend a whole month on that. Tell somebody say a whole month. Now, to change habits, you can't just stop one habit cold turkey. You've got to replace one habit with a superior habit. All right? All right? You don't replace it for an equal because you'll be tempted to go back. You replace it for one that is superior to. Somebody say changing habits. Habit is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. A recurrent, often unconscious pattern of behavior that is acquired through frequent repetition. You know why you know that faith confession about the word? It's because every Sunday and Wednesday you make it. And it gets to the point to where you know it. You can just say it and you're not even realizing what you're saying. Just like saying I love you. If you're not careful, you'll get so common with that that you'll forget what you're actually saying. When you say somebody you love them, you're saying I agree to be patient, long-suffering, kind. I agree to that. When you say I love you to somebody, you're saying I agree to these things. 
But if it becomes habitual before you, for you, 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 you'll say it to where it becomes unconscious and you don't even know what you're saying. So to, to change habits, we replace what? With a superior one. Let me give you some daily examples. If you, I, I used to be addicted to Coke, y'all. Coca-Cola, that is. I had to have at least two or three a day. And, and then, you know what? The devil got busy and made Starbucks. And I got addicted to white mochas with extra white cream, whipped cream. And then they changed it up, and then they started doing it where you could get them iced. I had a hot one in the morning and an ice one in the evening twice a day. And don't let me have a little extra time. I call it, you know, me, me and God time. Really, way to go to Starbucks. So here's what happened. My doctor says, he said, Bishop, oh, you can't do that no more. I said, well, listen, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't say that to her. <laughs> but she said, you got to replace that with something else. I said, well, listen, I, 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 listen, what do you want me to do? This is a habit. They know me down there. Matter of fact, I got them saved in the drive-thru. At the water, they said, well, what do you do? I said, well, listen, let's get you saved. So you know what I had to learn how to do? I had to replace Coca-Cola, then I replaced it with something superior, which was Starbucks. But then I had to replace it with something superior. Superior meaning what? It was better for me. And now I'm addicted to Arrowhead water. I counted yesterday, I drank seven waters, bottles, you know, big, big bottles of water the whole day. Now, you said, what you trying to say? I replaced that with something superior. Matter of fact, to the point, I was with one of my sons last Wednesday, and, you know, you know, the devil started speaking. And I drove up to that Starbucks, and I said, son, you want some? <laughs> he said, Dad, he said, Dad I, don't, I don't know. I'm not much of a coffee drink. I said, that's all right. They got tea, too. They got tea, too. They got our stuff, too. You know you do it too. Don't judge me with that tone of looking. All right. And so, and so I had to replace it to the point to where I couldn't even drink it all because I had replaced it with something superior. So I still got that same cup of coffee from last week. It's still upstairs in my refrigerator. Listen, what are you trying to say? When you're trying to change habits in your life, You've got to figure out what is the feeling I'm getting from this habit. Because what is sin? Remember, I taught you sin. Sin is an inappropriate response to a legitimate need. So let's use this for example. If you struggle uh, uh, with, with smoking, what is the feeling you're getting from that? Because you can't just, you know, I'm going to get some Nicorette. You can't just, no, no, listen. No. What is the feeling you're getting when you smoke them cigarettes and suck your life away. 
What's the feeling you're getting? Because, you know, you know, you know, maybe you get nervous a lot. When you get nervous and you get anxious, you, well, God knows, you know, grace, mercy. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm using this as an example. I'm not judging anybody. I'm using an example. What's the feeling you get from that? If you got a bad problem of eating when you get stressed, y'all ain't talking. That he, he was out seeing eat the first double cheeseburger. Watch this. <laughs> I need to just make a commercial. I had the best cheeseburger of my life yesterday. And I'll tell y'all the name of the place once we off uh, camera. All right, watch this. You, you got to replace it. If you get calmness from smoking, you got to say, what else gives me, gets me calm? And when I go for a cigarette, I say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to this because this makes me calm. And it's going to take me some time to change that habit because I didn't start turning to cigarettes overnight, so I'm not going to start turning to, to whatever else overnight. Are you getting, the, getting this? I'm using this as an analogy. Amen. I'm not judging nobody. So don't be... He said, I'm going here. I ain't said that. But I, I replaced coffee with, with water. <laughs> if you got a problem gossiping to where you are a habitual gossip, see, everybody looking straight ahead. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I love the Lord, and if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be. Replace gossip with prayer. Think about all that running your mouth you be doing. Why don't you go run your mouth and start moving heaven? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch this. Learn how to, if you're a person who habitually says yes to everything and everybody, learn how to say no. Got to replace it. Because yes becomes almost habitual to where you just, you just, And yes, should be habitual because we kingdom folk. We don't say that other word. We say yes. What's this? Say daily living. To have a good everyday Christian life, you can't live it by emotion, but by faith. And I'm going to teach you what that means because you know, we say a lot of stuff in the body of Christ that sounds real spiritual. But when it comes to how do I do that, so I'm going to tell you how to do that. Watch this. When you live by emotion, you'll do the wrong things at the right time and write things when it's too late. Let me give you an example. I got four minutes. Let me get two now. Watch this. <laughs> what? Watch this. Watch this. I need a big. Watch this. Think of a relationship. You ever heard the saying, you know, too little, too late. So if you live your life by emotion, if you're in a relationship, you may not feel like loving your spouse. And so you'll do the wrong thing, but it'll be the right time for the wrong thing according to you. They don't deserve, they don't need to be loved right now. <laughs> Crazy cycles. She wants love, so she doesn't respect he wants respect, so he doesn't love. 
She don't need to, he don't need to be respected right now. He need to learn how to follow the Lord. So what happens? You do the wrong thing, but it's the right time according to you. But then when you're ready to do the right thing, all of a sudden, too late. You hear what I'm saying? That's when you live by emotion. People that live by emotion, they give emotionally. They only give if the praise and worship is the right song for them. They, they only give as if the word, ooh, that's real good. I'm going to sow in that, but, it, but I'm not, I live by emotion, so I'm not going to give. They serve emotionally. I feel like serving God. I feel like I can go on. What, what do you mean you feel like serving God? Books say he chose you. You didn't choose him. Don't think that highly of yourself. They pray emotionally. When you live by your emotions, you pray emotionally. You won't make it a habit to pray. You'll pray. You'll be, you, so you'll go home tonight. That was, you know what? That was so practical. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna pray. And tomorrow night, a little trouble comes your way. You go, you watch some reality show and go to bed. Watching Desperate Housewives when you're supposed to be praying. Y'all ain't talking. It's quiet in this. Well, watch here. They fast emotionally. I don't feel like I can do it. They worship emotionally. I ain't really going through nothing, so, you know. <laughs> we worship you, O oh Lord. You are. He is. He is, honey. Yes. When is Bishop going to come in? I am ready to sit down. <laughs> I hope you don't have us standing too much this service. Ooh, Lord knows, I'd be tired. They ain't switched the AC on yet in the building, so I... I would shout, but I'm too busy. Thank you, sir. They worship emotionally. When you live by your emotions, you will never control your circumstances. They will always control you. Y'all ain't talking tonight. It's real quiet. Watch this. When you're an emotional person, you're lazy on important things. You're lazy on principal things. You were supposed to call the bank four weeks ago. But you talked yourself out of it because you're emotional. I just don't feel like talking to you. I don't feel like all that. You were supposed to talk with your spouse about the fight y'all had last week. Excuse me, a disagreement y'all had last week. We don't fight. Ain't no bidding and, you know, beating and all that. We don't believe in all that. You know, beating and cussing now. You got that going on? Call the deacons. We'll be right over. <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't go for that. No way. Yeah. Does somebody say, not in this house. No messing, not in this house. Watch this. Watch this. You know you were supposed to make the call for your credit report seven months ago. But your credit is now somewhere on your dining room table up under the last seven months' worth of bank statements you still haven't opened yet. Because if you live your life on emotion, you'll never deal with principal things. You'll never deal with important things. You'll busy yourself with things of insignificance. Are you here? The life we live is supposed to be lived by what? Faith. And faith 
is not just saying it. Faith means I live by truth, not by fact. A fact may be the nation says, you know, unemployment is whatever. That's nice for them. <laughs> but I live by truth. Truth. One of the Greek words for faith is the word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. It just means the truth of God. The truth of the matter is I live in the kingdom. And kingdom never suffers recession. Matter of fact, you want to call it anything, call it recess. That means we get to go out and play. Because I don't live by fact, I live by faith, truth. The fact may be they're saying we're closing the company down. Well, I feel sorry for the ones who don't know the Lord. Because the truth is my God shall supply all my need according to his, not mine, not the bank's. Not one moves. Not AIG. Certainly not AIGs. I don't understand how you get loaned 70 billion and still need some more. I, I don't. Watch this. Truth number one. Say truth number one. I love God. Watch this. But is the way I'm living proving that? Remember, we live by truth, by, by faith. Pistis. What does God say about it? So truth number one is I love God, but does my life look like I do? Truth number two. Somebody say truth number two. I love people, but does my life look like I love folk? What's this? Am, am I hard to get along with intentionally? I want to teach them a lesson. Third principle. Let's see if you're a good class. I love life. But am I depriving myself of joy? Because I'm a slave to my own thoughts. Are you getting this? I told you I just want to talk tonight. Y'all glad I talked a little bit tonight? See, when we say we love God, we love people, we love life, we need to understand what that means. What that means is that I'm living my life in such a way that it's evident I love God. It's evident I love people. And I don't let my mind make me a slave. And here's what it'll do. It'll make you look at somebody else and what they've got and start giving yourself a value based on what they have. Wow, I don't know if I like my body because look at so-and-so on TV. What they didn't tell you is so-and-so on TV ain't eight since last October. <laughs> she been on that diet stuff where you just drink it. What they call that? Uh, South Beach. She been on South Beach. She ain't eight since, <laughs> since Thanksgiving. They didn't tell you that. I, I used to look, and, and, I'm, and I'm through. Everybody stand your feet. I'm through. I... I we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. 
It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.